Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so there aren't any special announcements for this podcast episode, so I just wanted to jump into our next segment, which is headlines from the hemispheres. As you know, or if you don't know, it is briefings on environmental news from all over the globe, from different countries, of course. And the first headline is out of Austria. Austria's OMV to reduce operational emissions to net zero by 2050. Reuters.com has more on that news. I didn't even know that uh, this company, OMV, even existed, but they are huge in Austria. They are an oil and gas group, and they've actually set pretty uh, big targets for curbing carbon emissions later down the road. And it was actually kickstarted by... Um, uh, politicians and activists and others who were, of course, um, egging the company on to uh, curb their emissions and fight global warming. And with OMV, they are kind of late to the game, though, when it comes to reducing their targets, but other industry giants have definitely picked up the slack and have started first in uh, setting targets. Uh, Some of them, uh, giants like um, Royal Dutch Shell, which is known, of course, all over the world. They have set some of the largest targets to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions, of course, by uh, net zero by the year 2050. And BP also has chose to accomplish net zero emissions as well um, from their barrels of oil by 2052. And BP also wants to reduce about 50% the carbon intensity of all their products that they sell. Next is a story out of China and the potential of um, wind energy. So China poised to power huge growth in global offshore wind energy. So this I found via the um, website insideclimatenews.org, but it was originally on theguardian.com. And so out of China, they have uh, picked up some really great information from there that there was a report that came out from the Global Wind Energy Council, known as GWEC, and it found that the offshore wind industry will create almost a million jobs, approximately 900,000 jobs over the course of the decade, uh, and even more so if those in uh, government, specifically uh, making our laws, our policymakers even, if they use funds from stimulus packages to accelerate the growth of the wind industry. 
Now the report um, comes uh, as we look to a green uh, economic recovery and also the uh, report found that one a gigawatt of offshore wind energy helped to avoid 3.5 million tons of carbon dioxide reaching uh, into our atmosphere and contributing to climate change. And then lastly is a, a news headline from Canada, out of Canada, about the Arctic ice shelf. So Canada's last fully intact Arctic ice shelf collapses. HuffPost had that story, and again this is out of Canada, where the uh, last intact ice shelf unfortunately has collapsed. So more than 40% uh, of uh, that area was lost in just the last couple days out of July, according to researchers. And so that shelf was huge. And so it it shrank about um, 80 square kilometers, which for those um, who aren't familiar with kilometers, is about 30 square miles. And in comparison, that size is about the size of the island of Manhattan up in New York, which covers roughly 60 square kilometers. So that's a large area uh, that has shrunk and is gone. In the Arctic, there has been accelerated uh, warming uh, of it, about twice the rate of the global average, in the last three decades, and so that process is known as Arctic amplification, and defined by NASA, it just means the temperatures have increased twice as fast uh, in the Arctic as in the mid-latitudes. The news source for the news we're going to talk about comes from treehugger.com. I've kind of done a treehugger.com marathon and had them as my source for a bit recently when it comes to animals and other different similar topics. And uh, I decided to definitely firmly uh, use them for the information we're going to talk about today. And uh, I think that this is a great episode for anyone who has cats, is a cat lover, has been a, a pet sitter, or maybe in the past has homed uh, cats and maybe is giving them up for adoption. You know how to take care of cats. I think that you will enjoy this podcast episode, mainly because it's about kitties and biodegradable litter and responsible best practices around taking care of them uh, in regards to the litter. And when you get into the different types of products that are out there that happen to be biodegradable litter and eco-friendly kinds a little bit later, I think most of them are American brands. If not, then they're from, of course, other countries. So stay tuned for that. And because this is an animal podcast episode, I think it'd be uh, great to, you know, just refer and talk about a pet that's pretty popular here in the U.S. And uh, this is definitely the episode for those who have uh, cats or uh, maybe friends or family or colleagues, etc., who have cats too. So we're going to talk about keeping your kitty safe with better kitty litter. And we're going to start off with biodegradable litter. Now, this is great because for those who love being eco-friendly and love uh, using natural materials, you'll love the kitty litter has different types of assortments for their kitty litters. There are so many different kinds out there and they, you know, break up easily and of course return to the earth. There are tons of ingredients uh, made of um, things like recycled compressed paper and wood shavings and things like corn or uh, grass seed or grass 
um, pine, wheat, and of course sawdust. But usually you'll want to keep in mind that most biodegradable cat litters are made of, you know, expensive plant-based um, uh, ingredients and composed of them. So on average, they're going to be more expensive than traditional grocery store litters. But anyone who uh, shops mainly at organic or all-natural um, stores, chains, and you'll probably know that uh, because more often um, organic um, and biodegradable uh, products, ingredients, they most often are pricier. But that's the price you pay. Um, for you know getting higher quality um, products so it isn't really bad as a trade-off now when it comes to uh, some warnings for your standard traditional kitty litter you're going to want to consider silica dust which is really mainstream in so many different types of kitty litters nowadays and they are a hazard for anyone who has uh, upper respiratory uh, infections or problems with their lungs, COPD, uh, asthma, if you have uh, bronchitis or anything related um, to uh, your airways, you could get sick easily definitely because of silica dust buildup and the particles in the air, especially when you're changing your, your kitty litter. Every so often throughout the day, you want to uh, use a brand of kitty litter that does not have silica dust um, as one of the you know main ingredients, one of the top five ingredients of the kitty litter. It's hazardous for both cats and humans, so you want to look for brands that uh, offer the features of being dust-free and not kicking up a lot of particles. Uh, next, you want to uh, look for litters that do not have any sodium, bentonite, or clay, or even additional fragrances within them because these are both toxic to uh, cats and our environment, uh, mainly because of the extraction uh, methods and the chemicals in the making of the clay. Now let's uh, switch to biodegradable waste bags. These are perfect for if you want to, of course, dispose of your cat's waste and scoop it out of the box ever so gently and then sealing it in the bag and tossing it in the trash and going about your business. Now, if you can't, uh, for some reason, maybe locate some uh, really reasonable biodegradable bags or you don't know where to go in search of these, paper bags will do just fine. And um, when it comes to biodegradable bags, not all of them are treated equally. Back in a 2019 study from the University of Plymouth, researchers, they looked at and took five different kinds of plastic bags and exposed them to air and buried them underground and submerged them also in the sea for three years. And then after that time, after the three-year period, the biodegradable bag, the compostable bag, and the conventional bag were still strong enough to carry contents. So you want to be extra vigilant and extra cautious uh, when you're um, trying to find and research the best biodegradable or compostable bags out there. So you want to uh, deep uh, dive and search and scour and, and look at reviewed sites, testimonials, videos if you can, and seeing these in action before you go ahead and buy um, a box set of compostable bags, biodegradable bags, um, because not all of them are treated equally. Not all of them uh, stand up and truly uh, biodegrade. Also, in addition to that, you want to uh, look at the ASTM international standards for the levels of uh, degradation um, with biodegradable bags. 
um, because um, plastics, there are some bioplastics out there. I'm not really a big fan on them because most often they're going to biodegrade in commercial settings, not in your residential uh, settings or your backyard composting. So you want to make sure that your bags kind of meet that standard, again, the ASTM, International Standards. So uh, lastly, before we wrap up, there is a little warning that I want you to um, not ignore, of course, because it's really important. As we know that there are toxins and bacteria, parasites, etc., in a poop generally. And in cat poop, it's really toxic. So you do not want to get that on your hands, ingested, or accidentally be in contact with it. And definitely uh, don't uh, avoid washing your hands uh, after cleaning up kitty poop. So with cat waste, it will definitely clog pipes, uh, contaminate drinking water, and of course hurt our ecosystems and animals along the way. With litter, it isn't really designed for being septic safe, even though some brands do tout that they happen to be septic safe. That's not always the case. And with cat waste, it doesn't break down the same as our human waste. And those pipes and uh, systems, those big water systems that uh, break down our waste, they weren't made for cat waste uh, and the litter, of course, that goes uh, with that cat waste and cleaning it up. So Toxoplasma gondii definitely is a parasite to uh, look out for. It's, it's normally in cat waste, and it's really dangerous for those who have compromised immune systems. So it spreads in the waters, in the soil, and it's tied to deaths of other animals uh, too. Deaths like um, from sea otters and beluga whales and the already endangered Hawaiian monk seal. So whatever you do, you want to avoid being in contact with cat poop because you do not want that parasite um, in you and to make you sick and potentially harm you or, or other animals uh, around. Whenever I think of um, cats and cat videos, I always happen to reminisce on the times when me and my sisters, we had our cats and we raised them from when they were like months old and it was like the best of times up until uh, some of my uh, later years in university at say maybe beginning of junior year or so is when I found out that uh, Daisy had uh, passed away from jaundice and Snowball had ran away. Um, so we never really found out what happened to Snowball and if she is even still around. And Titan, I know that he... Um, ran away I think by the time uh, my dad rest in peace had um, wanted to uh, let him loose too and I know that you know being a cat owner is is one of the best things ever um, because cats are amazing they're super smart uh, super friendly um, they do their own thing you can't tell them anything um, they may not have as much personality, fun-wise, as dogs, but they are definitely uh, really sophisticated, and they just need, you know, all the love and care in the world. And for cat lovers, I think this is an important episode for all those who want to be mindful of just taking care of your cats in a in a in a way that you know is an everyday occurrence for cats. You're gonna have to deal with the, the with the poop. 
and scooping it and finding out, you know, the best litter is and where to dispose of it and how. And so this episode, I think, is a is an important episode for new uh, cat lovers and owners alike and uh, also for uh, those who are a bit seasoned uh, in the cat game. So uh, disposing of kitty litter, it was never a truly big hassle uh, in, you know, my household because, you know, at the time we would, you know, wrap it in newspaper after scooping it and we make sure that that uh, scooper was cleaned every so often so that the uh, poop wouldn't clump uh, onto the um, the grated uh, part of the tool and we just make sure it smelled fresh and it was, you know, picked up often. Uh, with the scooper and put in, you know, newspaper wrapped up, you know, ever so gently and securely, uh, though, and placed in the trash can, uh, you know, several times a day uh, just to keep the house smelling fresh and uh, not uh, anything uh, to worry about. And, of course, washing our hands and making sure the area was clean and vacuuming up the space, uh, especially because sometimes with litter, you know, when the cats are um, exiting the litter box, they sometimes leave uh, traces of the litter around. It's no fault of their own. Sometimes it just doesn't clump all the way or just leaves from the fur and just is scattered around. So it can get kind of messy. So disposing and cleaning up of the kitty litter was just part of having cats. Um, anyone who has cats knows that. Uh, anyone who has, you know, any animals, they know that they have to take care of the animals in that way. Feeding them, brushing them, making sure they get air, walking, whatever have you, um, whatever pet you have what kind of pet you have. And uh, one thing I, I wish that was better um, in, the, in, the, in the whole process of owning pets, period, because I've had um, puppies before and they, they grew up a little bit, but we ended up uh, giving them away within two years or so because they were Pitbull Terrier mixes. My dad, rest in peace at the time, didn't want um, for them to be dangerous to us, you know, because later down the line, you know, we always hear stories of pit bulls and pit bull mixes kind of getting out of hand, you know, sometimes. But, you know, um, that was, um, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a fun time, you know, of course, having both pets, um, you know, um, Ruby and Sapphire, um, just like the Pokemon games. And um, either way, with uh, packaging, whether it's from the litter or even the food, because those are entirely different, there needs to be better packaging around kitty litter. I, I've, I've seen there's different types. There's like the, the cardboard paper mesh, plastic encased kind, but there's not any biodegradable uh, types of packaging uh, around kitty litter or maybe even food, maybe food, you know, maybe heavy duty paper. But oftentimes uh, I, I wish that, uh, you know, just the, the, the green freak in me, the eco-friendly mind just wants to see packaging that's better. Um, eco-friendly ones that are paper or heavy duty glass even, that could work. You know, wood, bamboo, uh, coconut even, uh, I think would be uh, something. So maybe manufacturers, maybe in you know the future, they're going to start going that way. I, I, I would already think that that's a, uh, a given for um, eco-friendly and organic brands or natural brands of, um, you know, kitty litter or uh, kitty food, cat food already. But for those maybe who are conventional store brands or, um, big players in the um, realm of cats that they would know maybe to use better packaging. I think that's something that can be improved upon. 
Uh, as far as ingredients, though, for, um, you know, having um, of, the, of the cat litter, there are so many different kinds out there. And I think that's one of the things I wish I could have improved upon uh, when I, you know, did have, uh, when we did have our cats, was to um, have different ingredients that are a bit versatile so we know which ones to go for often. Sometimes we would go for the sawdust mix or the, the pebble kind, um, but I wanted to explore with better litter because they're all sold differently and they all have their pros and cons, which we're going to get to a little bit later in the Mother Earth Minutes. So there were, of course, corn, you know, wheat, pine, compressed paper, all these different kinds of, of materials for litter. And there's just so many out there. Not everyone knows about all these different kinds, of course. And there's so many different uh, variations that you could uh, use over time and figure out which ones work for you that I think that you'll really enjoy the uh, different brands I'll talk to, I'll talk about uh, really briefly um, because there's a, f a few that are top-notch, and I, I found them from different websites uh, that review uh, litter, um, and there's so many different uh, kinds, and the pros and cons for each is really great. And um, I think that you should take from this podcast episode um, information about what kinds of litter are best for your cat and some brands that get you started, maybe point you in the right direction. But also that kitty litter is biodegradable. It's just the, the kind or types of kitty litter or cat litter that you're used to um, that may not be for you, you know, now. If you want to switch um, and, and green your, um, your, your, your pet's food, your pet's toys, maybe the medicine that they use, or, um, you know, maybe getting using filtered water instead of regular tap water. Or uh, making sure they get, you know, organic or natural uh, foods instead of uh, always canned and processed uh, foods. Then you you w want to, of course, incorporate better um, types of kitty litter uh, in your cat's, um, you know, care system and in, in the caring of your cat. But also, if it's biodegradable, you want to, you know, consider that. So that's what this episode was mainly for. And so... Next up, we're going to talk tips on composting kitty litter, the types that are available in the biodegradable kitty litter brands that are out there as well. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review, in the next few minutes, proactive things that we can all do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. This is great for those who are looking for uh, new kitty litter and the best kitty litters uh, to switch to in different types of biodegradable litter. If you want some ideas and uh, really want to uh, switch up things, then you will definitely enjoy this segment, of course, of the podcast, if not the other segments too. So if you have a pen and paper or maybe you're on your phone and can multitask, then you will definitely want to write down uh, the info here. There's so much packed into it or just keep this podcast episode on repeat. Either way, you're going to enjoy all the news here. It's going to serve you well uh, in the future. So uh, many of the uh, info um, parts to this come from a few different websites. Um, and so I hope that you uh, take heed to these and, and check them out on bestreviews.com. And also kittycatter.com has so many different things um, related to cats and reviews of products that I think that you'll love. So the first type of kitty litter we're going to um, 
mention is just wood pellets. So wood pellets are a specific type category of kitty litter and there are different pros and cons for each type of kitty litter and then I'm going to um, jump into the types of kitty litter, the, the best kinds uh, and for what they offer. So uh, wood pellets kitty litter, the pros of wood pellets kitty litter is that they're extremely, it is extremely absorptive um, and it has uh, no added uh, chemicals in it. It's relatively inexpensive and it's dust free. Remember dust free is a feature that you want in a kitty litter. Uh, that's like bar none, you must have that, especially if you have um, health problems when it comes to your lungs and you can't breathe right, you will definitely want something, a kitty litter brand and product that is dust free. And for cons of wood pellets, uh, they do require scoops with larger holes and they cannot be used in automatic litter boxes. Now crumpled wood litter, the pros of that is that it does clump, so those who uh, readily love uh, clumping of the uh, pee and poo from your cat and it's, it's, it's neat in one scoop and you just want it to clump, that's what you will love uh, crumpled wood litter for. It also absorbs odor and there's no added chemicals and it's gentle on kitty paws. Cons of it are though it can be messy and it's not completely dust free. So for wood shavings cat litter, it is, uh, there are, are many pros to it. It is relatively inexpensive, it's environmentally friendly, it's absorptive, and it is lightweight, which is good. But some cons are that it can be messy and it's also not completely dust free. Now paper kitty litter, there are a few uh, pros to it as well. It does absorb three times as much as clay litter, which is great. It's non-tracking, so it's not going to follow your uh, cat uh, outside the litter box. It's going to stay there and it's not going to leave a trail or mess. It's also relatively inexpensive and it's dust free. And the cons of it is that it does not really eliminate odors well and not all cats are going to use it or willing to, or are willing to use it. Now bamboo cat litter, there are pros to it as well. It, ha it is dust free, it is additive free, and it has a natural odor control to it. And it's non-tracking, so it's not gonna leave a trail or mess outside the kitty litter box. And with cons to uh, the bamboo cat litter, it is non-clumping and it requires um, a larger scoop. Uh, with grass uh, kitty litter, uh, with the grass uh, seed uh, kitty litter, I should say, uh, there are uh, cons and pros to it. With the pros, it is all natural, so that's good. It doesn't have any chemicals added to it, and it's soft on delicate paws, your kitty's paws, and it is dust-free, which is good. It has a few cons that it may be uh, messy for you and cause allergic reactions, especially for those who have maybe seasonal uh, allergies or allergens related to grass uh, and also um, cat um, coconut um, litter. Uh, coconut uh, litter is a bit different, um, you know, maybe, maybe um, different than you're used to and it's a, it has many pros to it. It is chemical and additive free. It's easy to transition your cats to using this. It's lightweight, so that's great, not really heavy and it's extremely absorbent. Now the cons of this coconut uh, cat litter is that it can be messy and cause allergic reactions. 
Now, walnut-based cat litter, uh, it has many pros, including that it is uh, of small granules that cats really prefer. Of course, no, uh, nobody wants to clean up a messy big granules and have that mess there. It clumps, which is great. It is dust-free and it's chemical-free. The cons for a walnut-based cat litter is that it also can be very messy and it's relatively expensive. No wonder, because walnut-based cat litter even sounds expensive. Sounds kind of out of the box and unconventional for a cat litter. But if you're willing to uh, shell out a little bit more, you want to experiment with something that's dust-free and, and clumps and so many other amazing pros, then you may want to consider using walnut-based cat litter. Now, corn-based cat litter is uh, really great because it, it's you know all percent under 100% natural. It's inexpensive as far as these pros. Um, it doesn't have any chemicals added, added, and it has a different types of um, clumps to it. There's different types of ways they can clump, and any corn-based litter you can find, you can find that it, it will probably suit your cat best. Um, for your cat, the cons to it is that, um, or are that, it may attract bugs and it's not the best for odor control. Lastly, for the cat litter types, wheat-based cat litter has pros of clumping, it clumps, it's fragrance-free, and it's sustainable. And the cons to it are that it uh, can definitely be allergic to some, it's also very messy, and it's relatively expensive. Now lastly, we're going to uh, dive into the different uh, brands, eight brands of a uh, cat litter I think may get you started uh, in your journey for better eco-friendly um, different types of cat and kitty litter. Now there's a sweet uh, uh, S, uh, S, S sweet or sweet um, scoop, I think it's S sweet scoop. Um, in their natural wheat cat litter. It's a customer favorite for those who love uh, testimonials and getting the uh, public's uh, view on certain products. I think that you'll enjoy that. You can do a little bit more research into it, but it's great for um, those who have a few cats, maybe uh, two, three cats. It is a wheat-based formula that definitely clumps fast and it's uh, big on odor control, it has enzymes and starches in it that clumps the cat litter and eliminates odors. It's also made from renewable sources, re resources uh, with no added dyes, perfumes, and its uh, ingredients are 100% biodegradable. And so if you want to, then you'll definitely, uh, you know, look into uh, that brand. Number two is Oiko Cat, which is a natural wood clumping cat litter. It's the uh, most eco-friendly and it's a litter that comes from fallen timber and unused limber materials or lumber materials. Um, it is free of harmful chemicals, has little to no dust to it. It is naturally lightweight and is a mess-free pour. Now, number three is Frisco. Frisco is an all-natural uh, grass a clumping cat litter. Uh, it's the easiest to scoop, uh, according to the Best Reviews website. It is made with 100% natural grass ingredients, no added chemicals, dyes, or fragrances. Produces low dust. It's fast and solid clumping to it 
and it has odor control and absorbency qualities and it's natural and biodegradable. Uh, number four is the Pioneer Pet, which is a smart cat, all a natural uh, cat litter, virtually dust-free is what it's uh, known for. And it's made from 100% grass, it's paw soft and safe, it's clay-free, it's fragrance-free, and it's 99% dust-free, and it's a GMO-free product. Number five is Naturally Fresh. It has the multi-cat, uh, quick clumping cat litter. It's long-lasting. It's 100% natural uh, walnut shell it's made from. It's 100% non-toxic. It's 100% organic. It's also 100% solar uh, powered at the uh, plant that's made behind um, you know, creating this amazing litter. It's silica dust-free. It is uh, composed of an all-natural formula, has high odor control. It's also uh, one to have high uh, super-absorbent qualities to it. It's mess-free and it's non-GMO. And on uh, kittycatter.com, uh, they had a few different um, amazing cat litters. Of course, you can definitely check out these as well. Uh, number six uh, would be the Feline Pine Original, the non-clumping wood cat litter. It's made from 100% natural pine, and it's also chemical and clay-free as a litter. It also is non-clumping as a litter, so beware of that if you are considering something that clumps. This one doesn't. Uh, and it uh, uses no harsh uh, chemicals, additives, or synthetic perfumes. Number seven is the uh, world's best multi-cat unscented clumping corn cat litter. It's all natural, is quick clumping, is flushable according to them, is septic safe, but I wouldn't trust this again because of what we learned from not disposing of uh, cat litter and poo and, and other uh, bodily liquids, etc., down the uh, septic uh, systems that we have. It's lightweight and it's 99% dust free. It's made from whole kernel corn and it's 100% free uh, from harmful chemicals and artificial perfumes. And lastly, is Blue Buffalo with their naturally fresh multi cat unscented clumping walnut cat litter. It eliminates both urine and fecal odors with a Malador counteractant and it is made from 100% natural walnut shells that neutralize better than components that they say like clay, pine, corn, and wheat. They have a dust-free formula and it also contains no chemicals, toxins, clay, corn, grains uh, that has uh, the ability to be safe for your pet. fact of the day is that an enormous glut of oil in the world market, shelter-in-place orders, and a lack of storage capacity cause oil futures to temporarily dip into negative numbers. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club's Sierra Magazine in the July-August 2020 issue. The Eco Company Spotlight is a really fun time in the Greener Thoughts program 
it is great because you get to learn about environmental products and services you may not have heard about. Of course, I review them and it's amazing. If you have ones to suggest, you know how to do that via the voicemail feature on Anchor, uh, on the desktop, or via the app, or also by email, of course, at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. I love getting to uh, bring to you new products that maybe you are familiar with and maybe haven't or heard about and, you know, giving my honest reviews of them and, you know, deep diving into, into some information about them and learning a bit more uh, about them and their backstory, of course, along the way. I've been doing uh, so many different types of reviews since February 2019. It's been a long time, uh, and I have an amazing company for you as well in this uh, episode here. And we're going to just talk about Meow Meow Tweet. It is a unique, small uh, batch uh, skincare company that creates really great vegan products that are pure, all natural, and organic in their ingredients. And all their products are made with organic and unrefined plant oils and butters. They're steamed, distilled, and cold-pressed with essential oils and organic and wild-crafted botanicals. Meow Meow Tweet supports many organizations such as Black Lives Matter, Born Free USA, The Ocean Cleanup, National Center for Transgender Equality, Earth Justice, which is the legal arm of the Sierra Club. They also support the Sierra Club, uh, Amazon Watch, and also the American Civil Liberties Union, and tons, tons more. Now, I love that uh, Meow Meow Tweet has many products uh, dedicated uh, to, uh, you know, getting your skin just right. And nonetheless, uh, I'm proud to say that they are uh, really great when it comes to their commitment to st- to sustainability. Now, with Meow Meow Tweet, their products are Leaping Bunny cruelty-free certified. They're, of course, natural and organic ingredients to their products. They're recyclable packaging. They're also uh, plastic-free with their packaging and also vegan, of course. Uh, They are known in the press as being featured in many different uh, publications. Meow Meow Tweet has been featured in the following publications of Allure, and also Birdie, Forms, uh, Forbes, uh, Nylon, Shape, Vogue, and also Who, What, Where. And as far as their products, they have uh, many different types, uh, all of course for the body. They have those for your armpits, so they have the underarm primer, the deodorant stick, the deodorant cream. They've got face products like the uh, face cleanser, face toner, face oil, cleansing oil, gel face toner, the exfoliant mask, everyday sunscreen. They've also got the vegan lip balm and the skin cream, and they've got facial soap too, facial cloths, and repair balm and spot serum. With the hair products, they have shampoo bars, and they've got uh, conditioner bars, and they've got body oil too, it's in that category. They've got uh, body products, uh, many different types, and soaps too. And they also have uh, eco-friendly products from uh, their uh, favorite companies that they have on uh, their site. Now, uh, I found out their product from a, a YouTube video. 
and it was suggested from the uh, So You're Dating a Vegan a YouTube a channel and I was looking for uh, organic deodorant. I was looking for this uh, earlier within the year and I came upon this video that was uh, entitled We Tried 12 Natural Deodorants and What Happened May Mildly, mildly Surprise You. So I bought the jar in late March 2020 and it's been kind of up and down. I would say I love mostly the fact that it's organic and vegan and so I don't have to worry about any um, crazy uh, uh, residues or particle buildup or uh, anything going to my body that I don't want, of course, uh, on my body. And the scent of the application is great. It is uh, creamy with texture. So if you're not used to um, an organic or natural deodorant, it can get some time for your body to get used to it. But um, I will try definitely other products of theirs, just not their deodorants. For me, it lasted maybe about two days or so, give or take. Um, and it wasn't hard to scrub off or anything, but I just felt like it gave a bit of a, a fruity smell um, in the, the smell of it after um, that wasn't really pleasant. It was like really unpleasant uh, after, you know, using it for the months that I have been using it. And I just couldn't shake um, that, that scent uh, because it was, it was under, I think, one of my arms more than the other didn't understand that and then it went away after you know showering so uh, if you are in the mood for a deodorant um, that is organic definitely try maybe another one of their um, deodorant or another brand entirely I would definitely not write off this company at all it's just that particular product I get the product itself um, three out of five green thumbs up, but the brand itself, I probably give it maybe four out of five stars. Uh, we'll have to try more products though, but I do love that the the fact that its packaging is recyclable. I just don't love the um, the in fact the 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 intact factor when it came to the deodorant. This the smell. Um, of it after wearing it um, it didn't really last like I would you know think and it, it didn't really do what I wanted it to do um, for a deodorant so uh, with Meow Meow Tweets you can uh, find them definitely in stores and online in uh, the in stores you can find their products in different stores because they don't have like a, a actual brick and mortar store you can uh, check them out at meowmeowtweet.com and then go to their store locator on the website they have products that are located in many different stores in countries spanning the globe currently including in the u.s canada colombia australia singapore sweden and also belgium you can find them online uh, in uh, different uh, stores like um, Amazon, eBay, Target, Ulta, and a few other shops too. Meow Meow Tweets is found on the following social media platforms on their uh, social pages of on uh, Facebook at their page Meow Meow Tweets. They're on Instagram at Meow Meow Tweets, all lowercase, all one word. They're on LinkedIn at Meow Meow Tweets. It's just so cute. They're on Pinterest as well at Meow Meow Tweet and lastly on Twitter at Meow Meow Tweet. Now, to contact Meow Meow Tweet, just go to their website, meowmeowtweet.com, and then view the bottom of the website to email them directly. 
this podcast episode, it took so long to put together and find all the information I needed and, and to compile it in a way that was easy to understand and break down. It took hours upon hours. I'm glad to finally have put it out, and I even learned some things specific to the different types of kitty litter that are out there. There's so many different types of uh, green varieties and, and environmentally friendly uh, types out there and brands that are willing to step up to the plate. So uh, with that in mind, I really hope that this podcast episode was informative and it was useful and it helps you or someone that you know. Definitely for those who have cats, love cats, have had cats, you will know what it is to take care of them. And so um, I really think that Uh, You'll enjoy this podcast episode for uh, many moons, and uh, I really hope that it's uh, it's something that you'll treasure because it took a long time to cultivate and to make. Um, I thank you uh, for listening in. As always, I love hearing uh, all of you uh, come back for more and seeing you know which episodes you love, and it just it makes me just so happy. So I thank you all so much. I love you all. Um, And I hope that you will uh, take heed to the information packed here. And of course, uh, do, you know, lots to, of course, support Greener Thoughts. There's different ways to do that. You can, of course, rate, share the podcast. I love when I get uh, new listeners in or people who haven't maybe listened to other episodes, you know, back in my, you know, back catalog, you know, back in 2018, you know, 2019 episodes. There's a lot to uh, cover. You can also donate and uh, donate into the podcast. You can do so on anchor.fm forward slash greener thoughts podcast. And then go to the support link. This is on the desktop. Or you could do so uh, via the uh, link uh, on the uh, anchor. And uh, you could, you know, check it out there. Um, you could do uh, several different um, uh, uh, fun tiers. You could do so at 99 cents per month. $4.99 per month and also $9.99 per month. Uh, and then, of course, click on support again on the website, on the desktop, or you could do so on your mobile phone uh, via the internet browser, browser there, not through the Anchor uh, app. I don't think that, I think that's something different. Or maybe you can, I think you can, but I'll have to recheck. But uh, in either case, either way of supporting uh, Greener Thoughts matters. And so I thank you very, very much. Please be sure to take care of yourselves and stay safe out there and to please take care of the planet. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to talking with you in another podcast episode coming up soon. You all take care. See ya.